let's get back to the subject of all things Hannah. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another SAP Code Talk. And I'm really pleased to welcome back my colleague and friend from Buenos Aires, Argentina, Lucia Subatin. Lucia, thank you for joining me. Hi, Ian. Thank you for having me again. Excellent. So last time we spoke was a while ago, last year, and we were talking about all things HANA. Uh, and one of the things also that we did last year as a team, developer relations, is we went around to tech heads. And you in particular were in charge of sort of the tutorials with regard to that. So would you like to just spend a few minutes with here and tell our viewers about what we did at TechEd and well, in particularly what you did at TechEd? Sure, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, my track was about native development. So uh, attendees there could um, launch their own virtual machine using Han Express at the, their laptops there and build a quick, Access advanced application from end to end, like uh, doing some uh, database artifacts with uh, core data services, some um, OData services, and then a Fiori master detail template. Excellent. It was pretty cool. It was. It was the whole uh, the the whole event was, or the three events were pretty cool indeed. Uh, right. So we're going to get onto the subject of our co talk today, which you've said already, which is. Excess advanced. So, for those that aren't initiated and want a little bit of a background, could you explain what is Excess advanced? Sure, I get that that question a lot because uh, there's a lot of people who are not initiated, as you say. So, um, Excess advanced or the extended application services advanced modeling, in case the the marketing police is, is watching. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's an application server and development platform that's based on Cloud Foundry. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think I should explain what, yeah, what Cloud Foundry is first, right? Uh, Cloud Foundry is uh, an open platform that can basically sit on top of any cloud provider and uh, give you an, an abstraction layer so you do not have to worry about what is underneath. So, for example, if you build an application like we did at TechEd on your on-prem uh, laptop, in this case, on, on your on-prem version of, of Access Advanced, you can then deploy it to the uh, Cloud Foundry stack in, in our SAP Cloud Foundry, uh, Cloud Platform, sorry, um, which, by the way, will be running different cloud providers like Google Cloud or Amazon Web Services. Okay, so that I mean, actually, you, you cover. I'm I'm pretty certain you covered that in one of the last code talks with regard to the different sort of ways and the different ways of spinning those up. But so, excess advanced. Obviously, it sounds you know just a bit of, got a bit of a grey matter up there. Sounds advanced. So it's it's is it replacing something? So how does it change things for developers? Yes, yes, it is replacing something. As as you are asking, it's replacing the classic model. Okay. The classic model was uh, basically what um, HANA delivered after uh, the first versions of, of HANA were delivered. We had the database and then they decided we could leverage all of these capabilities better by having an application um, platform delivered within HANA. So that, is, that was excess, right? Uh, now we call it Access Classic, but that um, in, at that time it was called Access. 
Access Classic provides you with a way of creating uh, monolithic applications, while Access Advanced provides you with a way of creating uh, applications based on microservices. Mm -hmm. And yes, we, as you say, we covered this um, on, on a previous code talk, so I will not go there again. Uh, go into your question and how this changed uh, the the game for developers. Uh, I would say that first, it depends on what you were doing um, before XSA or what you're doing now before uh, jumping onto XSA. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in my case, I uh, between TechEd and, and earlier uh, in the year last year, I published a series of blogs called um, XSA Advanced for Not So Dummies, and those were basically the result of my. Um, asking my former abaper like 10 years ago, if, if I had asked myself if I understand all these concepts, I would have been very, very confused. So I created those blocks and I explained all this uh, uh, in depth there. But what one of the things that would have confused me the most were, would have been the microservices approach because uh, in ABAP you do not have that. You have everything on like in the same place, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the, the monolithic applications that were built. Uh, so with microservices, we have an extra layer of complexity. And um, you need to understand, for example, routing. And It's okay. So keep, please continue. It's only Craig Schmayhill calling me. He can wait till later. We, we, can, we, can, we can jump on the conversation, right? <laughs> please continue, Lucia. Okay, so um, basically I, I came to the conclusion after I asked my uh, former abaper uh, what would have uh, confused me. Um, it was first this, uh, as I say, the microservice approach. And uh, then all of these configuration files that are added to uh, this application that basically tell the platform how these uh, microservices need to be deployed and which dependencies uh, there are between this these different modules because now you have uh, the database as a microservice and then you have the backend as a microservice and then you have the frontend as a microservice as opposed to having everything as I said before in an ABAP application altogether. And all these configuration files, they are also a little confusing at the beginning um, because they deal with different aspects. It's not only the, the dependencies, it's also the, the routing. So what, what about HANA uh, developers? Have you got anything that we can either tell us or show to us? Yes, for HANA developers, um, what they generally um, ask is um, what changes in terms of tooling. And this is because we've been saying it for a while, um, HANA Studios is going away. Um, it will be missed. I, I can tell you that after all these years using HANA Studio, um, I did have a bit of a learning curve. I, I cannot deny that. But still, uh, after I got used to, to the changes, um, for, for example, if you've been doing calculation views, it, it only gets easier because other than the, the schemas being different, because now uh, instead of a schema, you have a, um, a power schema that is actually a microservice. Mm -hmm. So other than that, the, the modeling, uh, to me, became easier. There are some things that are solved 
in WebID that were not solved in in Honey Studio. So so that is better, and and that is one of the things that that changes the most. And then as for uh, the views per se for those who were doing modeling in in Hana. Um, attribute views and analytical views, and this has been on also for, for some time. They are gone. They, they need to convert into calculation views because they are not supported in, in XS Advanced. So um, if you're building some stuff on, on XS Classic, even with HANA Studio, I would still say avoid um, doing any of the views that uh, we used to do, but now they uh, will not be able to migrate as they are into XSA. But uh, still, it sounds like like it's bad, but it's it's really not bad. It took me a couple of weeks to get used to the new environment after all these years developing in Honey Studio, and I think it was totally worth it. Excellent. So, are you? Uh, so, I think you're going to supply us with uh, a demo. So, we'll run that now, and we'll come back in a second. So, this is the SAP Web ID for SAP Hana. Um, I will try to be brief, so I will call it WebID going forward. Let me show you real quick what we have here, starting by the features and the settings. If, for example, you wanted to do some Fiori Launchpad development, you would need to enable this feature. Otherwise, you will not find uh, the creation of the module as an option when you right-click on your project. And then you might want to explore the shortcuts, the keyboard shortcuts, or maybe define your own if you're used to another set of shortcuts. But I'll go back to the development tab. So to my point that WebID can help you embrace all these concepts better, I wanted to show you, for example, that when I cloned this repository from GitHub, it automatically created this YAML file. This is the only thing that had been synced. You can see this here really quickly in the Git pane. All these files were created automatically by WebID when the repository was imported. So you may be wondering, what is this MTA YAML file? And yes, it's a very good question. Uh, an MTA stands for multi-target application. It's a concept that SAP introduced. It was not inherited from third country. And it stands for um, uh, the way to bundle the different microservices all together into the same life cycle, pretty much like a price object in the habit world. So we have, for example, this code editor here, and it only has these lines that when we create, um, uh, for example, a database module, which I can show you real quick, WebID will automatically populate that YAML file. So I'm going to, to call this module code db. By the way, uh, there's no reason to use namespaces, and I have seen that they cause a lot of trouble and confusion, so I would advise you to leave them. And I'm going to call this thing schema CT for schema code talk and ask WebID to build a module after creation. And before I have the confirmation, let me show you what's going on in the back really quickly. 
if I open an SSH console, here it is. You could use, of course, the CLI locally. I just like the web SSH console in Google Cloud Platform. Log in and I will switch to my development space. And we can list the services that I have running there. We have a lot of services here. This is one of my sandbox instances. The point, if I go back here, you will see that WebID will do different things. Not only has it created the folder structure that you need to deploy an application, but see how it populated the YAML file automatically. This YAML file, by the way, is very sensitive. So, for example, I tend to add tabs. If you look at this, uh, you would naturally try to add a tab and the YAML file does like tabs. So you will get an error saying, hopefully that the YAML file is wrong. So let's go back into the CLI. If I go this S, you'll see that we now have this container here. That is the container we just created. And finally, we have the database explorer. So I will go ahead and try. You could connect to your HDI container, the one that you have just created, for example. And you will see that's basically the same content that you could find in a plain schema. And speaking of plain schemas, you can still connect to the plain schemas from Access Classic. So don't be afraid to embrace all of these new concepts and to get started. There are plenty of tutorials at developers.sap.com from the very basics to uh, a lot of advanced tips and tricks using Node.js and some SQL scripts. And of course, you can always find the latest open SAP courses that are given by product management. So you get the information firsthand there. Okay, thanks, Lucia. Thank you for that. Uh, so just in closing, uh, how should somebody get started with all of this? Well, uh, we have also a lot of code talks around that. And uh, the best answer I can give you is HXE, uh, sorry, with the Access Advanced um, add-on, right? Uh, right now, we're in the process of um, revamping the tutorials a little bit and separating the uh, setup for Han Express on leave the um, HXE, only the database, on the one hand, and then Access Advanced on the other hand, so that it's easier to set up. My recommendation, as usual, would be uh, because XSA is, requires more resources, is go to the cloud, 
there are some cloud providers like Google Cloud um, in which uh, you're eligible to uh, get some free credits so you can run the entire thing for free because that is the beauty of Unexpress that you can run everything for free. And then when you have your um, Express up and running, you can basically go into developers.sap.com and you will see one of the first files in, in the groups for tutorials is actually getting started with Access Advanced. Excellent. Shameless plug. That's what we love. Lucia, thank you for joining me and thank you for going through this. Uh, and even with Craig trying to join the call, uh, we'll see <laughs> we can you have him, soon. We can have him some other time. And thank you oh, for having me. It was great talking to you. <laughs>